Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with people development strategist and entrepreneur, Elena Pastore. She is a young professional with a deep passion and subject matter knowledge on leadership and career development. As a people development strategist, she brings a blend of strengths and skills with her career development expertise to enable people to have the confidence to do what they love. Her goal as a young professional is to influence the world by creating and providing the best resources to develop people. She is disrupting the leadership education market by delivering top-notch leadership and career development to clients everywhere. Enjoy this interview. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good to meet you, Elena. Thanks for taking a minute out. You too. Before we begin here and we get into what you do, it's very interesting. I'm curious how you survived COVID. How did you get through the last three years and how has it affected the way that you do business now? So you're asking just specifically from a business perspective. Well, I mean, they both probably intercede. I mean, you're you're running your own gigs, so that's going to come into your existence as a person. So however those two kind of come together. Yeah. So I was working at a startup pretty much full time, well, full time <laughs> at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. And essentially, you know, the startup world is tough. We were running out of funding um, simultaneously when COVID hit. So that really only lasted a few months after, you know, March, April of 2020. And it was in October of 2020 that I started my business. Um, so it was, I guess, a bit of a coincidence with the startup not working out and COVID, because if they had happened independently of each other, I don't know if I would have started a business and if things would have happened the way that they did. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. And um, I mean, to be honest, I was already starting kind of at a low because I was mostly working for equity, you know, in terms of I wasn't leaving a big corporate job with all this financial stability and everything like that. Um, I was kind of already creating my own path at the startup as well. Um, so it just felt like the right choice. And I don't know if you've heard the saying that, you know, you hear people that make money in a good economy, you hear people that lose money in a good economy, you hear people that make money in a bad economy, and you hear people that lose money in a bad economy. So it's not the economy, it's the person. And I think I've had a lot of great successes, you know, that are short influenced because of COVID and the pandemic. But I think at the end of the day, I was the one in control of making that success and growth happen. The so. thing that's interesting, I think, about what we've gone through with COVID is that it did give people more of a manifest destiny. It allowed people to say, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to work for somebody else because there's something about that that's increasingly getting taboo. I think people want to run their own world, make their own money, have their own schedule. Is that kind of a sea change that maybe you're seeing that's a part of, I don't know that it's even as much generational as it is maybe just the way that covid affected our mentalities yeah um i mean in psychology a pattern interrupt is that label or term that you would give to what covid did which we all have our routines all the consistencies all the certainty and then here comes in this thing that just mm -hmm. rocks everybody's world um and i think like you know what you just said a lot of people were pushed into why why am i doing this whether it's their career, whether it's their hobbies, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing in life? And, you know, the career is a big part of your purpose because it's how you spend most of your week, 
right? And so I think part of it, like you said, is people wanting to run their own schedule, work for themselves, not have a boss. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think, you know, the underlying part is how am I, I want to find work that contributes to my growth. So growth is the number one reason for all my clients, why they leave jobs. Um, So it's, you know, not just the growth, but also what is my purpose and how can I manifest my purpose through a career? And that's what I love to help people do. So. So let's kind of get to the essence of exactly what you do. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up at you and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you answer that? I help people with their jobs. So what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream when you grew up? I never had one. Okay. All right. Well, you definitely do now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do now. And I always felt bad for myself that I didn't. You know, I was like, how do these other kids know? And I don't think it's necessarily that they knew, you know, they had interests. And of course, those change over time. But I always felt bad for myself that I, I never knew. And now I think I'm one of the few that do know. That's, that's good. You know, sometimes it takes a while for that to get figured out. Because there's still a lot of people that are out there working every day that have no idea what they want to do. So it's good to know. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to your beginnings. Tell me where you were born and raised and how these seeds of being an entrepreneur and wanting to help others, how did those become who you are today? Yeah, I was born and raised in Rhode Island. And, you know, good upbringing. I went to college in Florida and I never went back. And, you know, when you talk about these seeds, I knew I always wanted to help people. I don't really know where that came from, if it was family, if it was school, if it was people I was surrounded with. I'm not sure where that came from. Um, My mom is an optometrist, so she, you know, helps people with their eyes. Uh, But I was never into science, so I knew that it wasn't for me. Um, in college, I held a lot of leadership positions. I liked mentoring younger college students and helping them find their path. So that's where I, I started to become aware that I liked helping people. I didn't know at that point, though, what coaching was or what consulting was or that you people paid people to do that for them. Yeah. So... I just really followed my interests. And that's what I always tell people to do is you don't have to know what you want to do, what the title of your job is or what company follow what you do and what you like, and you will figure out what you're meant to do for your work. Um, And so that was kind of how I figured it out. The one thing that always helps us get to where we want to go in life for the people that we look up to, who's been a role model for you? I mean, definitely my mom. Uh, My dad passed away when I was eight. He was a banker and a politician. So he helped people too (laughs) in different ways. Um, I still see him though as a role model, even though he's not alive. Um, Definitely my mom for things that, you know, I assume you can imagine what that was like for her. I'm the oldest of three. Um, We had a babysitter that was like a nanny to us. She didn't live in our house, but she was around a lot. So she was definitely a big role model as well and kind of like a big sister. So more so real people than, you know, the fictional Superman or, or something like that. Right, right, right. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, it's business or otherwise that would be inspirational and you could spend some time with them, who would it be? 
See, if you asked me this a year ago, I think I would have said Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, though, I think I can predict what he would say to almost anything I would ask. So now I think I would say Alex Hermosi. Do you know who that is? Uh -uh. So I'm actually reading one of his books right now. He's an up and come. Well, he's, you know, made it. He's a millionaire and he's like 32 or 33. Um, And he's a business person that I would, I don't want to, I would not compare him to Gary, but he's had, I think the same impact on my life that Gary has had. And so he would be someone that I would definitely love to have a conversation with if I could. So speaking of books, what was the first book when you were young that you read that really made you want to read more? Open the curtains and you were like, I need to read more. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is A to Z Mysteries, but I, I think it was Ron Roy. I think I love those. I don't know at, at what time in my life if that was the kind of the first thing. Um, yeah. I, I loved those books, though. Yeah. Fiction. Cool. So what's the ultimate motivator for you? You know, every day we get up, we have these things that we want to do. We have an agenda we're looking forward to. What is the ultimate motivator for you? I mean, in a very broad sense, helping people. That looks very different with each client, with each person, because they need to be met where they're at. Um, a conversation that I had, you know, nine-ish months ago with some colleagues is about um, results versus progress. And in life, when we think about results, you know, not just work, but anything in life, we think of the end goal as the results. And we tend to diminish anything that comes before that because that's not it. And so when I talk about helping people and meeting them where they're at, for some people, a result might just be self-awareness of a self-sabotaging trait or behavior, right? And for other people, that might have been a discovery for them years ago. So a result or progress for them might be, you know, taking action or implementing a strategy towards something that they desire, something that they want to do. Um, And so I help people on all areas of that spectrum to better their lives in some way, specifically professionally. And then, like you said earlier, we're connected, you know, as whole people. And so nothing operates in a silo. And ultimately, you help better people's lives when you help them in, in one area. So speaking of helping people, what's been the best client success story you've been a part of? So I actually just did a recording with her. Uh, yeah, was that yesterday? No, it was last week. <laughs> Getting all my days mixed up. Yeah, I get um, it. A client, a client that, um, do you know much about limiting beliefs? Yeah. Okay. I do a lot of work with clients on that and I have tools and techniques I'm certified in to work um, on those things with clients. And she was someone that she had a lot. She was very aware of them. And it was, her biggest problem was, the way that I would put it, it was over-identifying with them a little bit. So much so that it prevented her from moving forward because she was so aware of these negative things that were holding her back. And, you know, like I said, we just did the the testimonial video last week and she said increased confidence. Um, She was able to increase her rates. She's a coach as well. Um, You know, just so much more energy that I see in in her presence and how she speaks and how she um, shows up in the room, in the Zoom room. Um, and so confidence is really one of the biggest things that my clients across the board say that they 
are able to have or increase after working with me, whether it's working with me, you know, one time or working with me, that was, she worked with me over three months. Um, so it's just incredible to really see that transformation, not just in her life outside of me, but also, like I said, um, the energy and, and the presence too. Yeah. So now that you have this company and you're moving forward, you're gaining steam, what's your, what's your plan? Let's say five years from now, what are you looking forward to? Where, where do you want to go? How do you want things to happen? Yeah. So my ultimate career goal for myself right now is to work with big companies on multi-year engagements related to um, talent retention, um, employee engagement, motivation, productivity, team effectiveness, stuff like that. So I would love to work with um, C-suite or senior level executives at companies and then work with their departments or leads and specific teams in those groups and do, like I said, multi-year engagements focused on one or multiple of those areas so that I can do one-on-one coaching with the leaders and then the teamwork as well to have touch points across the organization. And that's how you have the biggest and lasting impact is when you're able to work with, you know, as many people that are affected and in the environment. So in, in your line of work, you have to figure out your clients. You have to get to know them up front. So let's figure out what what who you are. Everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're the one running the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I am a person that changes people's lives through coaching, through friendship, through meaningful conversations. I'm very confident and very knowledgeable in the work that I do. And I know that through interactions I've had, I have helped people step into more of who they are and who they want to be. Um, I very much identify my work as, you know, who I am as a person, because I believe that that's the way that I was called to make the world a better place. So if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see an event live, where would you go? Mm -hmm. What would you love to see live? In my own life? Well, no, just in in general, just in in the timeline, whether it's the American timeline of history or sport or whatever it is, what would you love to see in person? What's coming up for me, honestly, is Plato or Socrates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A specific event. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't necessarily pinpoint a specific event. Right. Um. But I remember in in civics in high school, we learned about, you know, ancient philosophy and you see today how those teachings and those lessons are still extremely applicable, oh my gosh, applicable. And it just shows how timeless that stuff is. And so I think I would love to go back to an event where those discoveries were made and, you know, just be there for some of those really foundational pieces of how we think and, and how we live. Absolutely. So Elena, if anyone wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything involving your world, where's the best place for people to go? Yeah, my email is Elena at elenapastory.com. And my website is elenatorycoaching.com. So it's like Alan, A-L-L-E-N-A-T-O-R-E coaching.com. Excellent. I see the lucky Italian horn on, around your neck. <laughs> yes, I'm surprised you knew. And I was just going to say, so Elena Torre, and I'm definitely not saying it with the correct Italian 
uh, you know, speech, right. uh, means coach in Italian. So okay. my mom is like, so you named your company coach coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> but no one's going to know. So, I mean, unless they really did. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent Italian. By okay. blood. Nice. Yeah. I'm 50. My so dad was, <laughs> yeah, my dad was from, uh, his, relatives every all of them came over to ellis island he was born in brooklyn raised oh, okay yeah so and then he joined the air force fell in love and that's how we ended up in kansas city so that's that's the time cool. have you been to italy yeah i have where'd you go um rome the amalfi coast so sorrento positano um pompeii Okay. I was going to say the volcano place, Pompeii, <laughs> um, and Calabria. What was your favorite? Um, those are on two separate trips. I would probably say the Amalfi Coast. Okay. It's just, have you been there? I haven't. I've been to Rome. I went to Florence. Um, I had a pen pal in high school and we rode and she was in a little sleepy town south of Florence called Castle Ferentio and her family owned a pizzeria. Okay. So I went out there oh. and then just kind of bumbled around. It was when Lira was there and it was 2000 Lira was one American dollar. So you had to be up on your math. <laughs> oh, so you go in and buy like a newspaper and they, I had all people were warning me, watch out. The denominations are so high. They're going to try to rip you off if they know you're American. So there was all those things, but yeah, no, um, Rome to me just blew me away by night. And then by day was totally different very captivating mm. but mm -hmm. i don't know about the coast i mean it, it's uh i did go to vernaza i was funny enough not funny enough but just matter of fact <laughs> when i was in yeah. my 20s i was backpacking through europe and i was there during september 11 2001 i was in the back of a water taxi in venice oh wow so, so some dude's like telling me in italian just doing this with his arms like do you know what's going on in america and i'm like i are you talking about the 93 bombing of the World Trade Center? I had no idea. But anyways, I ended up in the poor man's Riviera, Cinque Terre. I was in Vernazza for a little while, and that was pretty magical. So anyway, yeah, but but that's huh. just a whole different reality over there. I just love the way they live, the, the you know, the eating and all yeah. of that's a religion. It's just a really cool place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the food. I love I love Italian. I mean, I grew up eating Italian food at home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, it's different in Italy. I had oh. the best the first time I went. Um, it was actually in, in high school on a trip that the school organized. And my mom was like, you have to go. So that was the first time that I went. And we got off the bus at like, I don't know, maybe it was noon um, in Italy time. But we had just gone off the, you know, so exhausted oh, yeah. to go to this restaurant sit down and they serve us this pasta and I'm like about to fall asleep. But the pasta was, I was like, oh, oh my God, this pasta is amazing. <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> it was like, I think the best pasta I ever had. <laughs> oh yeah. And, so. and just even those things like gnocchi and all of that, that's just, they just have it down. It's a different art over there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then they space it out with, you know, the primavera and, and all of the different courses and, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's like running a race. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah. Me? I have to eat more. 
So they just, they, that now would, now I know like my relatives, they wouldn't stop asking if we wanted to eat. It's like, I'm fine. I'm full. I'm good already. You know? Oh no, you're growing. Go ahead. Come on. Let's eat more. You know, it's like, you gotta let me, let me breathe. So anyway, see kind of how the historical parts of the Italian culture got emigrated over and how it became a part of the culture. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting for sure. But anyway, cool. Well, this has been great. Thank you for opening up. Best of luck with the business and everything as as we move forward. Yeah. No, I didn't realize this was the, this is it. I thought, (laughs) yeah, I thought (laughs) I like your questions though. They're all, you know, kind of all over the place. I, I love when I get asked questions that are different because people typically ask, you know, very similar things. Uh So, um, I like when someone makes me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I'm trying to do and trying to get into it. I come from jazz radio. My main like audio bread and butter is jazz radio, but I branched out. So I dive in yeah. and some people are like, wait, hold on, what's going on here? It's like, we're in. It's like, this is improv. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. So it's yeah. just the way it works, you know? So no, I but, love it. And I like wonderful. your background too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a, a painting I did a little while back and- yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, well, cool. Yeah. Well, it's so good. I, I got to tell you, the one thing that I find so reassuring with especially a lot of younger generations is that there is this notion of building your own empire and having your own thing. Mm. And I think it's so key because when you get older in life, you look back and you're like, man, I did all that work for someone else, you know? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a bummer. But if you can look back, no matter how much money you make at whatever time because it'll all come back to you you're building your own brand and your own entity and it's on your back so you really are mm-hmm. invested in a whole different way mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i think about it like that now back then though my what what sparked me to really decide to start a business was i was looking for other jobs I was maybe looking for contract work, but I was looking for jobs and I, I didn't want to give up on the startup. Um, I felt, you know, I was very emotionally connected to it because I put a lot of work into that too. And I, I believe, I still believe in the product, even though it, you know, isn't around. And my mom was like, get a job, get a job. And I said, I just don't, I just don't want to. And when I was looking, I couldn't find a job that was something I wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. nothing out there and that the stuff that did seem interesting to me it was like senior level and yeah. i said okay i don't need to be senior level to do what this is saying i believe that i have a skill set and there's people i can serve with the skill set i have now so i'm just gonna make up my own job yeah and that was really how it started so and now i think about it like well, i've built all this stuff um and it's it's rewarding to kind of look back and see you know, everything I've created and resources and documents and client, you know. So anyway, that's so it's a cool feeling. It is. Yeah. Good for you. More power to you. And I think it's very essential for people to get to that point where they believe in what they're doing and they're doing it for the right reasons. And this will always have your name attached to it and it'll be your legacy. So it's a good thing for sure. Yeah. 
So, well, cool. Hey, yeah. it was great to meet you. All Thank right. you very much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Thank you.